Welcome to the Break the Stigma podcast, where each episode, we focus on raising awareness and debunking the negative stigma behind mental health. We're going to start, um, basically, I, whenever, when did you become, you think, the therapist friend of your friend group? I think... Well, as like a like in my early teen years, I went to a lot of ther- therapy, so I've always had that edge. And I feel like once you like learn DBT and stuff from a young age, you become more skillful in just your life in general. Um, so I always had like that the right things, I guess, to say. Yeah. Because I've been told a lot of right things, so I think it started like maybe around the age like fifteen, sixteen, because of all the therapy that I've that I've gone through. How about you? I also think it started around like 15. Um, I started therapy whenever I was 14. So as I was learning more and more skills, people would start coming to me with advice because therapy wasn't as like normalized back when we were in our early teen years. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people weren't going to therapy, but my immediate friend group knew that I went to therapy. Mm -hmm. So then at that point, they would all come to me and start asking me for advice because they were like, I know you're in therapy. So what did your therapist say about this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I don't think my friends like knew, knew that I was in therapy. Like they knew that I was messed up, but I don't think they knew that I was in therapy. Oh, they knew you were messed up though. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty obvious. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Even I think like my boyfriend, I don't think I told him that I was really in therapy until after we broke up because that's a long story. Uh Another day. (laughs) Do you ever feel like since both of us are the therapy friends of our own like outside friend groups that we like hi guys i'm angel i'm kiana and And this is to break the (laughs) same podcast we can never get that right ever it's always we're always on different terms today we're going to be talking about what it's like being the therapist friend of your friend group basically yes and how both of us exude very um prominent people-pleasing skills yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you call them skills, but we'll go with that. Yeah, I think they're pretty skilled. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I agree. They're very skillful. Do we <laughs> therapize each other? Yeah. Um, I think in some ways. Or are we like the opposite of the therapy friend to each other because we're so used to being therapy friends for everyone else that we're like normal friends to each other? <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. I think it's like both. Like sometimes um, it's like we give each other advice and that's that. But other times it's um it's more of like, okay, we can just be just fucked up together. Yeah. Or just chill together. And like it doesn't have to be like this other layer to it. We're just like hanging out. Yeah. And yeah. I think sometimes like I'm so like done with being a therapy friend that whenever I desperately need advice, I don't want to ask for it because I feel like none of my friends actually know how to give advice since I'm the one always giving advice to them. Oh, Do you yeah. ever feel like that? Yeah, I Sometimes I feel, like, so alone with, like, my other friends and even, like, my siblings. Like, I, like, they'll ask me, like, what's wrong? And I'll be like, I'm just sad. It's okay. Yeah. Because you can't, they can't, they are not equipped. And their emotional intelligence is not, um, that feel, that, it sounds like an asshole thing to say, but it's not as advanced because they didn't, it didn't, they didn't have to have it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that also with um, with being, like, the therapy friend all the time, like, you know the, um, not the phrase, I guess, but, like, how 
when someone's like venting to you, it's like, do you want advice or do you want me to just listen? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like none of my friends know that that's a thing, but I always ask it to them. So like whenever I'm venting to my friends, a lot of the times I just want them to listen, but then they'll give their unsolicited advice. That's not good. (laughs) No offense to any of my friends, but it's not good. Like, I don't want that advice at all. I just want them to listen. They just don't because they don't know. And then I almost feel like I've had those experiences too. And I just feel worse. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, I like I know what to do I'm not I like I didn't need that from you I just yeah exactly I just needed to vent to someone and that's actually like kind of kind of a reason why like me and Hannah uh, one of my old friends that why we stopped being friends oh really yeah elaborate please well there's this one situation um that um like happened and I was telling her about it and she was just giving me all this advice, and the situation was already stressful, and she was like stressing me out more. I'm tell, and I tra- and I like told her like, your reaction is not really helping. It's actually almost making me feel worse. And then she kind of went off on me. Yeah. Like, um, well, you're always selfish, and you never ask about me, and all this other stuff. And you knowing me, I and I ask my friends like, what's going? Like, I care. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she just like, and anytime I did ask her about anything, she would be like, oh, nothing. It's fine. I was like, okay, I can't like, I, I will believe what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. You can't read minds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, that whole thing of like needing someone just to listen to you and not give advice is such a big thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just don't, especially like when it comes to parents, like I had to, like, I feel like. I, like my mom is good with it now but there's been so many times when like she'd be like oh you can come to me for anything and I would go to her like just wanting her to listen to me and not give advice because like parent advice is a lot different than therapist advice friend advice there's all different hierarchies of mm-hmm. like people and what advice you expect to get from them yeah and although like most of parents advice are like the logical thing to do i just don't want to hear it yeah like if i'm telling you that this person is a bitch and i want to beat them up you you validate that they're a bitch and i want to beat them up yeah. <laughs> like, there's there's no like oh you could go to jail no <laughs> like i obviously i know this yeah like, uh. you just listen to the fact that this person is an asshole and that i want to beat them up i'm not going to but just listen to me and validate that i have very strong hatred toward this person or any other thing that i'm saying about them yeah i have it with my mom it's like a half and half thing like sometimes she'll be great and just listen to me and then other times she'll try to be a therapist and like repeat things that like a therapist has said in passing out of context of what we're actually talking about Mm -hmm. and that annoys me to no end (laughs) and i feel Oh, Does she just take your therapist's words and use them as her own? Yeah. Like, this she does om- almost all the time. Like, I'll go to her and I'll say, like, Mom, I'm sad. And she'll say, I don't like that word. Let's choose another word. <laughs> what What else are you feeling besides sad? Is sad not enough? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I, like, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, ask me why I'm sad. Don't say, like, Let's use other 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 words. You're yeah. always sad. Well, yeah, I'm always sad. I'm depressed. <laughs> that's what depression is, mother. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's annoying. Yeah, and going off of the therapist thing, I think also with being like the therapist friend, like you know how there's different like roles in friend groups. There's like the mom friend, the therapist friend, the yeah. crazy friend. I feel like I take on 
every single one of those roles. Oh my god. <laughs> Especially because I have a personality disorder. Yeah. So at different points in different times, I can be the really immature crazy friend. I can be the really mom friend that is the reason the entire group is put together. I can be the planning friend. I can be the therapist friend. And although it seems great, I feel like I have way too many hats on my head. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes I want to just combust and not be a friend at all. Like I want to just push myself away <laughs> from everyone. That, like, that makes 100% sense. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a, a bunch of, oh my God, I can't talk. It makes a bunch of sense because I, um, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like in different situations, I am, like, almost different people, like, different versions of myself instead of myself. And it is the most frustrating thing. And then when I, by the time that I am home, I am tired. Like, yeah. I am exhausted. Yeah. Because I, because I was, like, too many people that day. Yeah, exactly. And even, like, when it comes to specifically being a therapist friend, like, I mean, like you said, like, I check up on everyone, but sometimes I feel like, no, obviously you're canceled out of the situation. <laughs> but, like, none of my, this sounds, like, really, I don't want to say it sounds selfish, but, like, in my mind it's selfish. Like, I check up on everyone, but no one checks up on me. Like, right. genuinely, I feel like that. And so after... Like, I could go, there's been times when I've, like, talked someone out of suicide for hours. There's been times when I've gave someone relationship advice for hours on end when I was dealing with my own shit and they had no idea. And although, like, it's obviously, like, I'm not the one telling them, like, that I'm going through something, like, and they wouldn't know otherwise, like, it wouldn't hurt for other people to take on the role of the therapist friend for me if I need it. Because I feel like whenever I need it, like... I have to still be the therapist friend for them, if that makes sense. I got you. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And, like, it's almost, like, in some ways you don't want, or, like, I don't want to show that I'm in pain or hurting because I don't want them to think that they can't come to me still. Yes. Because, so, yeah. like, I, it's, like, you're stuffing it down. Yeah, like, I'm the designated therapist in the friend group, so if I show that I have emotions, then none of my friends will feel like they can go to me because they'll feel guilty as if, like, they're burdening me, which I don't want them to ever feel like that, but sometimes, mm -hmm. like, I won't say it out loud, but sometimes, like, I can't be the therapist friend because I'm dealing with my own shit, but I'm not going to say that out loud because I don't want them to be like, okay, well, now I'm never going to go to you for advice again. Right. I feel like that's, that's a hard thing with, like, boundary setting and, like, putting in yeah. that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, making boundaries of like, okay, I will talk to you, but maybe X amount of time because I am going through something and I can't, you know, do this yeah. all the way. Or like, we can talk, but maybe tomorrow because today's not a good day or something like that. It's hard because you're worried about like what the other person's going to think or say and you don't want them to be sad or hate you or all those things. Yeah. Yeah. I, interpersonal effectiveness back to DBT, <laughs> that is my least favorite because I am just horrible at it. Yeah, I can't set boundaries. I am, I can't all. set boundaries. Sometimes I can't say no. A lot, nah, actually, no. I'm, a, I'm pretty good at saying no. I say no a lot because I'm, I can't, and I cancel plans. <laughs> so that's a lie. I can't say no whatsoever when it comes to any situation, even like in, like, I was telling my boyfriend uh, a few times that, like, I'm really bad at setting boundaries. So whenever I try and set a boundary, I'm really bad at it. And mm -hmm. it comes out like I'm being an asshole. Like, you cannot do this. Like, it comes out as I'm being an asshole because I genuinely don't know how to, like, properly and healthily set an actual boundary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's 
it's one of those scary things that I guess will take practice. Yeah. Because a lot of people, like, somehow I feel like they're just, like, naturally good at it. But I think um, a, a lot of other people, like me and you, were just not, not good. Not good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. Yeah. But... I guess that goes with like the people pleasing too. What do you um, do you know like when that started? Um, for me, I feel like I've been a people pleaser ever since I was just, like little. Like I've had a lying problem since I was a little kid, mm-hmm. and my mom always thought that I was just lying to be like bad and obnoxious and like just being like a bad kid, like lying to get out of things and get out of trouble and things like that. But really, I would just lie because I wanted to make everyone else happy. Like I would lie about. Like, if my mom asked me if I did the dishes, I would lie and say yes, because I wanted her to be happy that I did the dishes versus be mad at me that I didn't, even though mm-hmm. in her mind, I was, like, just lying because she, I didn't want to get in trouble type thing. So it's been definitely since ever I was a little kid, like, when I came to teachers, like, if they asked me if I did my homework, I would say yes, because I wanted them to be proud of me that I did my homework versus being disappointed that I didn't. Like, any little thing I would lie about. <laughs> okay. But yeah, like ever since I was a little kid, I just always lied in order to please everyone else. But everyone took it as me being a bad kid. So I think that's why I grew up having issues. <laughs> <laughs> issues, period. Period. Not issues yeah. with anything. Yeah. <laughs> period. I really thought there was going to be more to that. No. Okay. About uh, you. Me? I don't think I was that. Yeah, I think when my, after my parents got separated the first time when I was around 10 everything was chaotic and there were, it didn't feel like there was a lot of good in my house so I just wanted to make sure that everything and everyone was okay um, especially like my mom so I think that's where that started and it's just it just started off with like making sure everything was clean and doing chores and all that th- all that stuff but now it's to the point where I just I want to make sure that everyone er, <clears throat> everyone is satisfied by me in all aspects. Like yeah. I don't want anyone to be like, oh, I don't like Kiana or like Kiana's a bad person. Yeah, it scares the shit out of me that there could be people out there that don't like me. Like because I never I don't want to say like I never give people a reason to not like me. But like I feel like with everyone I meet, I am genuinely the best version of myself that I can be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they there's no reason that you shouldn't like me. Like, it stresses me out that someone yeah. would not like me because, like, why, what did I do to you? Yeah. I, and I know, like, rationally that people don't, sometimes, like, people's personalities, they don't vibe. No one, yeah. no one is meant to like everyone. But exactly. for me, I'm like, if, if I know that one per- someone doesn't like me, then wow, like, I must be, like, the worst person ever. Yeah. Even though I can have, like, all these people like me, this one person, like, oh, my God, I'm horrible. Yeah, and it's weird because, like, I'm allowed to not like people, but the second, like, so- I think <laughs> someone doesn't like me, it's the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, even that, I'm like, I am not allowed to not like someone unless they are, like, horrible. Like, if they're, they can slightly annoy me, but I can't, like, not like them. Because then I'm a bad person. Oh, no. Internal stuff, too, because they won't know. Because I treat everyone like like we're best friends when I first meet them. There's a lot of people I don't like, and they, like, know it. But, like, the second someone, like, just minimally implies that they don't like me, I want to have a breakdown. Because it just stresses me out to no end. Like, because what did I do? Like, they people give me valid reasons to not like them. But I feel like I don't give anyone valid reasons to not like me. Because I try my best to be nice to everyone. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why the fuck? 
I think mm-hmm. even that, like, some people just don't like when people are too nice. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I, and I know that I've had experiences, like, in res mostly, like, I am a nice, smiley person. Yeah. And that, and sometimes, like, when you're going through stuff, people, you don't want to see someone smiling all the time. <laughs> exactly. I um, actually had an experience in res um, with one of the girls that was in there. Her name's Katie. And um, shout out Katie if you're watching this. Um, but every single morning, it, we had to get up at like seven o'clock in the morning for vitals and shit, mm-hmm. or like six o'clock for vitals, and then come upstairs. And every single time I come up the stairs, she'd be like, "Good morning, Angel," and I wanted to rip her head off. <laughs> so I was like, "There is no reason one that you should be happy this damn early in the morning, <laughs> and two that you should be happy at all with the circumstances that we're in right now. Like we're in a residential home and we're being forced to eat food with <laughs> having eating disorders. Like why are you happy right now?" So yeah. I definitely think seeing other people happy when you're not makes you mad not me <laughs> makes me mad yeah <laughs> i i can't um i can't not like people <laughs> even if they do you so horribly then like back to the situation with hannah i wasn't mad at her i was mad at myself for like being like i internalized everything she said to me and then i yeah. was like i felt like i was the worst person ever so who was the one that broke off the friendship you were her her oh yeah um of course her (laughs) yeah because i because i was grasping at like a relationship that was dead basically so like it took me months to be like neutral on her yeah like i still to this day can't won't say that i don't like her but um right now i'm at a neutral thing but um yeah i can't not like people sarah i don't like yeah, I also don't like her <laughs> because she doesn't like me for no reason. So I don't like her. So with that being said, no, don't end it yet. I didn't. Okay. So with that being said, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about people pleasing and how um, you can get out of the habit of constantly being the therapist friend for everyone. And so, yeah. Yes. See ya. After the break. See ya. Hey guys, it's Angel and Kiana from Break the Stigma Podcast. And we're here to tell you how easy it is to start a podcast with Anchor. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download Download the the free Anchor Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, yeah. So over the break, we talked about what we're going to discuss in the last half of the episode. And Mm -hmm. um, we decided that we're going to revert back to our DVP episode a little bit and talk about one of my personal favorite skills called Dear Man, specifically the fast portion, which is all about setting boundaries. So Kiana, do you want to describe what fast is and what it stands for? Okay, so fast is a DBT skill that goes with um, Dear Man. Um, and it's about maintaining self-respect in a relationship. So it's an acronym. So fast F is for fair, be fair to others and yourself. A is apologies. Only apologize when it's needed. Stick to values, be true to yourself and what you believe in and truthful, avoid lying, acting helpless or exaggerations. So it's basically about, um, 
just when you have a com or like a com, com ugh, I can't talk conflict or someone like asks you to do things and you don't really want to, um, and you feel and you feel obligated mm. because of like that people pleasing aspect of your life. Use these skills. Use fast, along with dear man, to be able to say no and set boundaries. And set boundaries. Yes. Um, do you have anything else to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's also one um, with give. Um, you can use dear man with give and fast, but give is an acronym more for, um, wait, not maintaining self-respect. Maintaining the relationship. Ma ma yes, maintaining the relationship. And that is be gentle, um, act interested, validate in easy manner. Um, this I think is more about um, when your self-respect is still important, but you also want to maintain to keep being friends with them yeah. yeah um so i think this can be tweaked a little bit so you can incorporate both be, um, fast and give um so just, off of the being the therapy friend basically if it's getting to the point where you think it's like completely unhealthy and you're putting their all of their needs before your own i think that using fast would be the ideal way of like setting that boundary because you want to maintain that respect for yourself, but you also don't want to like hurt their feelings. So mm -hmm. um, like Kiana was saying, like maintaining your own self-respect um, and setting boundaries for yourself um, rather than setting boundaries for the relationship. Because basically you use fast when you want to healthily and, and civilly end the friendship or relationship in general and give is more so if it's like not to the point of being that bad, but you still want to set the boundary in place so that it doesn't go to the point of needing to end the relationship completely. Yeah. Um, just, I like, I, we talk, I'm pretty sure we talked about it in the DBT forum, dear man, like what it stands for. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you guys an update just in case. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's uh, describe, express, ask, reinforce, mindfully assert and negotiate. Yes. Thank you. She wins. <laughs> I did not memorize Dear Man. Dear Man is my favorite skill. I had to. But has do you think, let's talk about, has there ever been a situation where you have had, I know you said that it's hard for you to like be the person to cut off friendships, but do you think that there's ever been a friendship that you've had that has gotten so unhealthy that you have had to use the fast skills and cut it off? Um. Well, I don't know. It, it was before really that I was into or like, got into DBT, but I remember my freshman year of high school, I had been friends with this one girl since like fourth, third or fourth grade. And another girl we met because they're stepsisters. They, so when they, you know, became stepsisters, I met and we instantly became best friends. They were um, not the one girl, but the other um, Gabby, she was toxic like just for me and my mental health and growing up, she was just not a really good friend. And I didn't really see that. I just thought this is how friendship was because she was my first like best friend. And she, at that point of my freshman year was the longest friendship that I ever had. Um, but I just remember one day and it wasn't even me. They were um, her and the other, uh, the two girls and like other friends, we were sitting at lunch and they were just like 
dragging this one girl, calling her ugly and fat and a slut and all this stuff. And I, I am not really big on, um, well, I'm not big on bullying. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm also, I'm just not a fan of like tearing people down for the sake of conversation. Yeah. Um, so I think that was when I realized like, "Mm -mm, nope, we can't be friends anymore because I'm, I'm already sad. Like I'm already depressed. I can't just be around that negativity. So I think I, that's when I really stood up for myself and, um, my beliefs. And it's crazy that I, it took for some, this rant, them talking about this random person. I don't even know for our friendship to end for me to end the friendship instead of like when they were rude to me. Yeah. Like I remember white, these two people are white girls. The one uh, girl, she was like, Kiana, I'm blacker than you. Just uh, because I, you know, (laughs) of how I speak and all that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, and I internalized that. And I, for the longest time, I guess this can be another topic, but I like hated being black because of like that and other, just other things that people would make fun of me for. So yeah, but that is the moral of the story. It took someone yeah. else's pain. Yeah. Or I don't even know if they knew that she was talking about her. But Yeah. For me, actually, it was being the therapist friend in my last relationship. So with my ex-boyfriend, um, and Ooh, I've be- never heard about this ex-boyfriend. Yeah, um, he because he was a lot. Okay. Um, so basically, in that relationship, like I would always be the one to help him. Like if he was ever upset about something, I would always be the one to stop everything I was doing, drop all my shit to help him and calm him down and be like his therapist, basically. Mm-hmm. And whenever it came to me being upset, he was either like smoking and too high to help, or he was busy out cheating on me or he was doing other bullshit stuff and would never like take the time to help me so our relationship wasn't equal it was me giving more effort into the relationship than he was and so I think that was at the point when I realized like this is unhealthy I need to cut this off and that's when um I was able to finally break it off with him but I was definitely always putting his own mental health before my own and it got to the point where I went into a really dark place because I wasn't taking care of myself I was taking care of him yeah that's so big I'm glad you did you yeah. boo thank you well we're gonna end <laughs> we're gonna end the episode a little bit early guys because um we want to have a manic trip to the mall <laughs> I do Kiana doesn't <laughs> but I'm forcing her <laughs> yep but yeah guys we're gonna Cut it off there, baby shark. Baby shark. We're gonna end it there, and I want to also end this episode by saying happy birthday, Kiana. Her birthday is tomorrow. By the time you guys see this, she will already be twenty-one years old. The age of drinketh. Yes, I'm getting lit tomorrow. R.I.P. That liver. liver. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, goodbye, guys. Thanks Bye. so much. For-